This is the Cancer Radio Network. Coming up on this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. My advice to a newly diagnosed patient is commit to the best health possible that you can achieve. And for me, when I found out that I had cancer, I changed everything. I no alcohol, no sugar, no dairy. It was hardcore. And I would say to a newly diagnosed patient to commit. And one of my quotes that I, I give when I speak is you will never regret giving your best effort at anything. Uh, it's not like cancer or chemotherapy are going to say, we're going to stop going at you today. They're going to keep coming for you. So the most that you can do is to fully commit to going after them and, and be and achieving the best health status that you can to fight both the cancer and the chemo. Welcome to the Colon Cancer Podcast presented by Coloplast, offering stories of information, inspiration, and hope to those affected by colorectal cancer. I'm Lee Silverstein. Welcome to episode 62 of the Colon Cancer Podcast presented by Coloplast and happy Colon Cancer Awareness Month. It was so cool to see all the pictures posted online, uh, all the amazing, creative, cute things that people did for Dress and Blue Day uh, this past Friday on March 3rd. And for those of you that might be wondering, how did Dress and Blue Day come to be? Well, we have our own Anita Mitchell-Eisler to thank for that. Uh, Anita founded and started Dress and Blue Day uh, out in the Seattle area many years ago. And Anita was actually the very first guest I had on the Colon Cancer Podcast two years ago. And uh, if you want to go back into the archives and hear my interview with Anita, you can find it at thecoloncancerpodcast.com forward slash zero zero two. But uh, I'm just so inspired by all the amazing things that so many of you are doing out there. Uh, so many of you have worked with your local and state governments to get proclamations from your mayors, from your governors, which is so very cool. So thank you for all the great things that you're doing. Uh, the month is not over yet, and let's continue to do what we do and help bring awareness and make a difference in the colorectal cancer community. If you have an ostomy and are experiencing leakage, that is not normal and you don't have to live with leakage. Feeling secure is important to be able to do the things you enjoy without worrying that you may have to deal with an embarrassing leak. Skin-friendly Brava Elastic Barrier Strips from Coloplast are designed to prevent the edges of your barrier from lifting and help to keep your barrier securely in place. They are elastic and are designed to move with you as you bend and stretch. The innovative Brava Elastic Barrier Strips from Coloplast are a skin-friendly alternative to tape and are available for you to try today. Don't let leakage rule the day. Call 1-855-430-9500 today to receive a free sample of Brava Elastic Barrier Strips. 
A lot of exciting events taking place this month, obviously, with it being Colon Cancer Awareness Month. A lot of fun and exciting events taking place across the country. Coming up this Saturday on March the 11th from 7 a.m. to 2 p.m. in the Washington, D.C. area is the Rock and Roll Marathon. Uh, For 20 years, the Rock and Roll Marathon series has combined running, travel, and entertainment to provide a world-class event atmosphere for participants and spectators alike. Now you can enjoy all the perks of the race while supporting a good cause. Register for the free and event and fundraise to support the Colon Cancer Alliance to get in shape or stay in shape, depending on your situation, and earn some really cool team swag. This race is known for having the only marathon course that's contained entirely within the District of Columbia area. For more information on the Washington, D.C. Rock and Roll Marathon, visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Lots of runs taking place. So we move on to the following Saturday uh, for the folks in Fredericksburg, Texas, is the Fredericksburg 5K for Colon Cancer Awareness taking place at Lady Bird Johnson Park uh, from 8 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. And again, that's coming up on Saturday, March the 18th. Uh, The next event is another Rock and Roll Marathon. This one is the Rock and Roll Dallas Half Marathon and 5K, also on Saturday, March 18th, from 8 a.m. to 1 p.m. in the Dallas area. Uh, More information on that event and all of these events can be found on the Colon Cancer Alliance website. And then uh, there's the Colon Cancer Alliance Undie Run Walk. So lots of running and walking taking place in the Texas, in the state of Texas on Saturday, the March, March 18th. This one at 9 a.m. This one is taking place in Cedar Park. And it is, uh, this is the uh, Texas Digestive Disease Consultants, TDDC, Colon Cancer Fun Run. So this is an untimed fun run around Brushy Park. So uh, if you're interested in having a little fun, come out to the TDC Colon Cancer Fun Run taking place at Brushy Park in Cedar Park, Texas, also on Saturday, March 18th at 9 a.m. If you have an ostomy or are undergoing chemotherapy, you know at times it can be a struggle to stay hydrated. That's where H2ORS can help. H2ORS is an oral rehydration solution, which is an over-the-counter electrolyte drink mix for dehydration. H2ORS is a medically accepted alternative to IV hydration. So for those of you who are struggling to stay hydrated due to an ostomy or chemotherapy, H2ORS can help replenish your fluid and electrolyte levels. It has three times the electrolytes of most sports drinks without the excess sugar, artificial flavors, or artificial colors. If you would like to try a free sample of H2ORS, go to h2ors.com sample and they'll ship one out to you. No strings or hidden costs attached. Also, when you make your first purchase at h2ors.com, if you use the code CCPOD, you will get 10% off your first order. I had the honor a weekend before last to be one of the keynote speakers at podfest.us in Orlando, Florida. And this was a major uh, conference for podcasters. And as part of my keynote speech, I chose to honor uh, two of our 
angels who I had the great fortune of having on our show but have since passed away, and that is Nathan Allen and Sue Kadera. And it really was my honor and privilege to honor their memory and talk about them uh, and the impact they had on our community and the impact they had on me and this podcast. Uh, so it was just wonderful to have the opportunity to do that. And speaking of angels, it is with a very heavy heart that uh, I, ta- I want to take a minute and acknowledge uh, the recent uh, passing of C.J. Joseph. Uh, C.J. and his beautiful wife, Stacy were the first folks to reach out to me via email uh, when I launched the podcast to give me their feedback and tell much how, they, how much they enjoyed the show. And I had the honor of spending time in meeting Stacy and her mother at the colon cancer uh, conference in Phoenix, Arizona in October of 2015. And unfortunately, CJ couldn't make that trip. But this past November, just three, three weeks ago, CJ and Stacy both attended the Stage 4 Symposium. And it was such a pleasure to get to meet CJ, and I've got some great photos of my wife Linda, myself, CJ, and Stacy, and uh, I'm glad that I was able to do that, uh, and I just wanted to just share our, our thoughts of sympathy and uh, and comfort to, to Stacy and her family, and we hope that um, CJ's memory serves as a blessing to all who knew and loved him. I want to welcome and say thank you to our newest sponsor, Exact Sciences, manufacturer of Cologuard. Cologuard is the first and only FDA-approved, non-invasive, stool DNA-based colon cancer screening test. It's for patients 50 and older at average risk of colon cancer. Cologuard is shipped directly to you where you can provide a sample in the comfort of your own home and ship it back to the lab, postage prepaid. Cologuard is not for everyone. It is not a replacement for diagnostic or surveillance colonoscopy in high-risk individuals. Any positive result should be followed by a diagnostic colonoscopy. Cologuard is available by prescription only. Ask your doctor if Cologuard is right for you. Find out more information by visiting their website at cologuardtest.com. My guest this week is Stacy Hurt. And I had such a great time talking to Stacy. Uh, we've been Facebook friends for a while, and and uh, we we're finally able to get her on the show. And she was just terrific, and shared her story of her journey through rectal cancer and how she came to be NED. But what was interesting about uh, our conversation was Stacy talked a lot about how she's incorporated integrative medicine along with traditional treatments like chemotherapy, uh, stereotactic body radiation therapy, SBRT, uh, to help her uh, get through her her disease to the point where she is now NED. So I know you're going to enjoy this conversation. So join me now for my conversation with Stacy Hurt. Hi, Stacy. Welcome to the show. How are you? Great, Lee. How are you? Good. I'm so glad we were finally able to connect. You were under the weather there for a while, and I was like, am I ever going to get to talk to Stacy? So thank you. Thank <laughs> you for having me. I'm so excited. Oh, good, good, good. So just bringing our listeners up to speed, how did you wind up as a member of this club that nobody wants to be a part of? Yeah, well, yeah. So my story is that 
prior to my diagnosis, I was, and still am, a rule follower. Uh, I was a lifelong athlete, took good care of myself, ate clean, non-smoker, normal weight, um, basketball and volleyball player in high school, and then, uh, you know, into college. So, you know, I, uh, when I started having abdominal pain and bleeding, I ignored it like everybody else. Uh, at the time I was working outside the home, uh, for, I, I was in pharmaceutical sales and then I was head of training and development for a pharmaceutical company and I was traveling a little bit. So, you know, I was very busy, but the busiest, most time consuming and heart consuming part of my life are my two boys, Griffin and Emmett. And my younger son, Emmett is profoundly disabled with multiple special needs um, he has a rare chromosome abnormality, which is one of three known cases in the world. And uh, it renders him unable to walk, unable to talk, unable to care for himself in any way. He depends on us to feed him, uh, diaper him, uh, dress him. We have to lift him. We have to carry him. And uh, it's, it's very difficult. Um, so that in itself is it takes all I have. So I'm busy caring for Emmett and then Griffin, his older brother, who's typical and then traveling, working full time. So these symptoms were an annoyance if, you know, pretty much. And so when, so in 2014 in the summer, I just kept saying to my husband, Drew, I really just don't feel right. And he said, go to the doctor. So I went to the doctor and she said, well, you know, knowing you, no family history, no risk factors, this is probably irritable bowel syndrome or um, internal hemorrhoids. And she said, but I'm going to send you for a colonoscopy just to be sure. So I went to the colonoscopy and I was excited to get it over with because the next, the following week was my birthday and we were celebrating our 15th wedding anniversary by going to Bermuda and we had a plan, a trip all planned. So I went for the colonoscopy on September 11th, 2014, and the tumor in my rectum was so large that the doctor aborted the procedure because he could not get the scope around the tumor. Woke me up and said the words that we've all heard and we never wanted to hear. It's most likely cancer. And that started... A whirlwind of tests uh, whipped me up to the hospital and a uh, PET scan came back on my 44th birthday, September 17th, 2014, cancer in my rectum, liver, lymph nodes, and lungs, stage four. And, um, uh, you know, I underwent full Fox with a, just a hope that I would respond, 50-50 chance, and, um, fortunately I did respond. Uh, so September until March of 2015, I, I did full Fox with a Vastin on the pump that we all know and love. And then I had surgery in April of 2015. I had my resection and, um, uh, removal of the spot on my liver, two spots and scooped out 19 lymph nodes and, uh, then I had a subsequent scan. I was lucky to be cancer free. Uh, after 
I had, I did have SBRT. I had cyber knife on one spot in my lung that was suspicious. It could have been cancer. It couldn't have been, but we, we got that too. And then NED in officially March of 2015. So you're coming up on two years NED. Yeah, I know. I can't believe that. There was a pause there. Like you, like I caught you by surprise. (laughs) Yeah. It's just, it's just really hard to believe how far I've come. And it's just really, it's, you know, I get pretty emotional when I think about it because, you know, these two boys, they're my whole life. And sure. I'm really glad to be here and to be NED at this point, still going through maintenance chemo. It's, it's, it's really nothing. My, when your oncologist says it's nothing short of a miracle, you know, that's something because they don't toss around that No, word. no. And, <laughs> and speaking of miracles, how did you come through this without an ostomy of any kind? Uh, the, my surgeon, we didn't know. And that's a good question. We weren't sure. Uh, but when my surgeon got in there, since I didn't, I did not need radiation on my rectum, my walls were strong enough to do the resection without an ostomy. So there's another miracle. Really? Amazing. I, I've, yeah. I don't recall having talked to anybody else on the podcast and we're coming up in two years now that's been through rectal cancer that got to skip both radiation and uh, either an ileostomy or permanent colostomy. So that is a miracle. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I, I really had um, an unbelievable, and, and I don't, you know, and everybody has just, everybody in our group here has such an amazing story, but, uh, even the radiologist who again, doesn't toss that around said that I had an unbelievable response to the chemotherapy and they try to talk about why that is, uh, my tumor shrunk from 11 to two. And when they went to remove it, the surgeon could barely find it. So it was a really unbelievable response. And I'm just unbelievably blessed, unbelievably lucky. That's all I can say. Sure. So talk about, because I know you've got uh, professional ties to healthcare. Uh, talk mm-hmm. about what you do. Well, I, um, in my in my previous life, that I'm trying to get back up and going again, um, I have a master's in health administration and a master's in business administration. Uh, two master's degrees from the University of Pittsburgh. And um, prior to falling ill, I worked for a physician practice management company um, in operations and practice management. So I worked on the side with, alongside of physicians, help growing their practice and, uh, you know, growing their profits, et cetera, their revenues. And I did a lot with insurance and billing and things like that. Uh, then I went into pharmaceutical sales, so I was kind of on that side of it. So I got to know a lot about that process of working with big pharma. When Emmett was diagnosed, it really changed my view, um, being on now a true patient side of things. And I retired from pharmaceutical sales because I was a different person and I couldn't do it anymore. Um, so when I went back into that industry, I, I couldn't be in sales and all that. I wanted to go into training to help people be better at what they do and know what it's like to deliver from a patient's side and, and really have the empathy for what the patient's going through. 
And um, so I did that right up until the time that I fell ill. And I continued to work up until my surgery. I was doing webinars. I remember doing a webinar during a treatment week. And I was, and I go, I, I fall very hoarse during a treatment week. So I had a, I had a cup of hot tea. I had a glass of water. I had a lemonade and, and I have, and my pump swishing and I'm, I'm doing a webinar to the whole <laughs> sales force. It was, you know, it was something, yeah. but, uh, and now you're doing some fun. advocacy work. Is that right? Yeah, so um, I'm I'm starting sort of my own business, my own gig, and I don't even want to call it a business because I, I basically uh, am paid in Starbucks gift cards and favors, and it's just my way of of paying it forward. But I really help people develop a plan for their life. So many, you know, we all know that at the beginning, before you get your plan, it's so overwhelming, and I just you know, I'm not afraid to say that, you know, I'm a God person. And I just feel like all these things have happened to me, Emmett being so rare, um, what happened to me being so rare, it has led me in a position to, to help others figure it out. And, and I always, my husband's also in the healthcare industry and, and we say to each other all the time, what do people do who don't know the system? how do they know what to say? How do they know how to fight for fight insurance companies fight for what, you know, they need. And so, um, I just feel that, that this is, you know, my way to give back is to help others, you know, with that plan and figuring it out and, uh, figuring out the medical jargon, if you would. So, um, yeah, so it's, 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 it's starting. It's, (laughs) <laughs> we're, 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 you know, Lee, you have to start. Of course, so, of course. Um, but, but I'm mentoring a bunch of people right now. And, and, and fortunately, they're doing really well. And, and when they're happy, I'm happy. There you, go. So. you know, this is a, <laughs> such a common theme that when we're touched by this disease uh, and things go well for us. And, and I put myself in that category. I'm, I, I'm not NED. I'm, I'm stable. So to me, stable is the next best thing. And, sure. uh, there's this, this, this tug that you get, I don't know how else to say it to want to give back, to make a difference, mm-hmm. to find a purpose, right? Yes, sir. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, um, I, you know, I read Robin Roberts, tremendous book. Everybody's got something. And she repeatedly says, make your mess, your message. And I, I quote that so often, and that's really what it is. Um, you know, you, you find the good in the bad and you make the best of a bad situation. Um, you know, and I, you know, and, and that's, I think that's the positivity in it is that you don't sit around and feel sorry for yourself, but in fact, you feel empowered to, to help and guide others. And, and what you're doing Lee with the podcast, I mean, I mean it, this is, this is amazing because you are finding a a voice and a forum to, to get out to so many people who need it, who need help and need hope. And I mean, I just, I can't thank you enough for what you're doing. Seriously, honestly. Thank you. It's, it's, so. it's obviously, it's very rewarding and, uh, hope is, is where it's all at. It's, it's what I do. And I was 
you talk about uh, you know th- things coming your way and things happening and and you're a God person and whether that's the the label you want to put on it or you subscribe to just something a little more generic as to things happen for a reason. I'm walking yes. around New York City two weeks before Christmas and I just turn a corner and there's the big red sign and it said hope. It was just like mm. the famous love sign in Philadelphia, which my wife and I, of course, had mm-hmm. to have our picture taken in front of when we were up there a couple of years ago. I didn't know there was a sister <laughs> sign, uh, and I'm from New York, that is mm. obviously done by the same artist, but instead of saying L-O-V-E, this one says H-O-P-E. So, I, of course, I had to have my picture taken in front of it because it's all about hope. It's, it's it what is, we do. There are no coincidences in life. And I, you know, I like to say that I'm a God person, but I have plenty of friends that are atheists, agnostics, that subscribe to the forces of the universe. And, um, I have, I have one friend of mine, um, he's gay and him and his partner always say, praise Gucci. And that's their way. (laughs) (laughs) That's what, you know, that's what lifts them, you know, lifts their spirits. And so I always say, and, and, you know, I always say I'm like sandals. So I'm going to credit sandals resort here. I'm like sandals. I'm all inclusive (laughs) because whatever lifts you up and whatever, you know, whatever higher power you subscribe to, it's about, like you said, hope and faith and whatever gets you through your day. Wouldn't the world be an amazing place if a, we all believed in something and B, mm-hmm. we all respected what it was that our neighbor believed in. But that's a topic for another day. Stacey, I want to talk to you a little bit about uh, integrative medicine and how that's been a part of your life. Uh, you talk, uh, I've seen it on Facebook, you mentioned a little bit in your blog. Uh, talk about how and why you've incorporated integrative medicine uh, as, as part of what you're doing. Sure. Well, you know, um, like I said, I, I always was into health and fitness and wellness, if you would. And so when I fell ill, I really wanted every possible resource to try and, you know, beat this disease. I pulled out all the stops. And so I went to a wellness fair sponsored by, uh, where I get treated university of Pittsburgh medical center, UPMC. And there was an oncologist there, Dr. Lainey Francis, and a very young, forward-thinking woman who was running this program that incorporated um, what she called really four pillars of an integrative oncology program, and that was movement, touch, nutrition, and mindfulness. And it's sort of maximizing those four elements of, of what that means in your life to whatever level that you are able to do. And these four pillars can help tolerate both the disease and the treatment, meaning the chemotherapy, radiation, whatever treatment you're enduring better, alleviate side effects, increase your stamina, increase your mood, your energy. And so I met with Dr. Francis and we picked out different elements that would work in my my life. And some of the things that I've done, um, yoga was one and yoga. I, I, I did some yoga prior to falling ill, but I think people think yoga, you have to be, you know, in these like stress 
at your pants and you have to look all cute and you have to be able to bend backwards. Well, I, I, I'm not any of those. Um, (laughs) (laughs) and I'll tell you right now, but for me, um, yoga was just taking time to stretch, to breathe, to get oxygen in because as we know, cancer likes sugar, but it hates oxygen. So the more oxygen you can get in, better chance of, you know, killing those cancer cells. And, uh, I did, I tried some acupuncture, which was wonderful. I I think it helped with my immune system. Um, I've done some Reiki, which is regulating a flow of energy in your body. Um, but the biggest thing of all that I paid attention to in integrative oncology was nutrition. And that was eating a plant-based diet, moving to a low sugar, low dairy, uh, low to no alcohol diet. And, uh, I, I really incorporated those very heavily at the beginning, as well as a bunch of specifically colon cancer fighting foods, cruciferous vegetables, uh, butternut squash. Um, I'm trying to think off the top of my head, flaxseed, uh, there were a bunch of the, oh, grapes. I was eating grapes like nobody's business because of the <laughs> resveratrol and the skin of the grapes. Does wine, does I wine liked, count? <laughs> yes, Lee, wine does count, <laughs> but not as much as grapes. <laughs> but, um, so, uh, you know, I really, I really, I really changed my whole diet around. And I know there's a lot of debate as to, do people think that that helps them or not? For me, I believe it was the number one thing that helped me combat the cancer and also get through the chemo. I never missed a treatment because of, of low counts. Um, I, I have never been sick in bed. I've never vomited. Um, I, have never lost weight. My weight was maintained throughout my entire treatment, which still continues to this day. And, um, I, I'm, I have to credit these elements of, uh, integrative oncology. I go for regular oncology massages. I incorporate essential oils with frankincense, which is, uh, there's been data showing it's anti-inflammatory in nature. So, um, so I, I really do credit all, all these elements to my, Again, knock on wood, remarkable recovery here. So that's interesting, and, uh, and oftentimes people are surprised to find that many of the most well-respected uh, cancer f- uh, treatment facilities are including integrative medicine as part of their approach. You go on Memorial Sloan Kettering's website. There's mm-hmm. a whole, there's a very prominent link right there about integrative medicine. And about three episodes back, I had uh, some folks on as my guest, and they were talking about a meditation app. Meditation, right? yes. And, if, and, and, <laughs> I, and I said to them, you do a search just for the word meditation on its Sloan Kettering's website, and you get almost 300 hits. So this has mm-hmm. clearly evolved from where we once were a year ago, years ago, right? I, I would agree with that. I think that because, and, and again, because of my background, um, everything that I do is evidence-based. Uh, I'm, a, I'm very data-oriented, and uh, the foods that the cancer, the colon cancer-fighting foods that I chose were listed on the American Institute for Cancer Research, AICR.org. 
And if you click on there, there's foods that fight cancer, specifically colon cancer, and they are all data-based to show in through, you know, published studies of how they have shrunk colon cancer tumors. So um, back to your point, Lee, I think you're going to see more and more data emerging uh, to support these integrative techniques. That is the challenge that we face. A lot of patients ask me, well, does my insurance cover these? Well, sadly, right now, no, not really, because we don't have the data yet. But stay tuned, because I do believe that it's emerging. You're going to see more and more, and hopefully we'll get the insurance companies to uh, rally around these. So the key phrase here, obviously, is uh, data-based, right? Uh, yes. Because there's a lot uh, of stuff, and I put the word stuff in air quotes, out there. And that's the differentiator, is is there documented evidence to support the claims that you're reading about? Right. And that's why I always, anything that I tell patients, any, 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 um, you know, anything that I give out, I always say, ask your doctor. That's number one. Ask your doctor about doing this. Are you fit to uh, fit enough to do it well enough to do it in, in good enough physical shape to do these types of things? And, you know, start with your doctor. What does your doctor think about these? Now, acupuncture is one probably that you'd see the most data on because it has been around, you know, in Chinese culture forever and Eastern cultures forever. So that's, that's probably the one that you will see the most data for. Um, but yes, yeah, certainly. And I get really angry when, when people start tossing around, you know, different terms like holistic and naturalistic and homeopathic, those are completely separate terms from integrative medicine. And um, I always like to make that distinction um, that integrative works with traditional treatments. Like first and foremost, I subscribe to chemo, radiation, and surgery. I mean, those were part of my recovery. Um, the integrative went along with those traditional modalities. So I always like to make that distinction. Certainly. And not only ask your doctor, but also tell your doctor. If you make a decision on some of these yes. things and you forgot to ask your doctor, then be sure to tell your doctor. You called out something uh, in the communication you and I were sharing back and forth. For example, you just talked about acupuncture, but... There are certain people that need to be very careful and perhaps should not consider acupuncture, right? Uh, well, I would be one of those right now because I'm on Avastin. And um, my oncologist, my treating oncologist um, with the risk of bleeding from Avastin does not want me doing acupuncture right now. So uh, when I started Full Fox, I, I, I was not doing Avastin. So I did acupuncture at the very beginning. But when I added the Avastin, I had to go off the acupuncture. So yes, thank you, Lee. That's an excellent example right there of a, of a contraindication, you know, to acupuncture. So, um, yeah, that's always start with your doctor. Doctor comes first. Certainly. Doctor comes first. So I saw something interesting on your website and it, it jumped out at me because it just so spoke to me. And you talked about the importance of music in your life. Oh, and you yeah. talk specifically about Fleetwood Mac. And <laughs> I got to thinking because music, just for me, uh, I could go on for hours. <laughs> and could you make almost a case for music being somewhat 
integrative? Oh, absolutely. Well, music therapy and art therapy are uh, very much a part of um, the mindfulness pillar of integrative oncology. And um, I, I did not do, I did some art therapy. I mean, the adult coloring, it's, it's really big right yeah, now. Yeah, it's, it's, it's a thing. Colored pencils <laughs> it's, a, it's a thing. <laughs> I was at a loss for words. It was a thing. And so for me, music therapy, yeah, I have a real attachment to the song Gypsy um, by Fleetwood Mac with Stevie Nicks's beautiful sort of, you know, haunting voice. And um, that song I play, oh man, it's taking me back here, Lee. Um, um, when I when I went down to Hillman Cancer Center and that was the first time I heard stage four and, um, that boy, this is tough. When, um, I was sitting there and I was scared to death and before the oncologist walked in and I just asked my husband, I said, you got to put gypsy on. And I just closed my eyes and did just a brief meditation and just really just pictured myself really just floating above the cancer. And I do a lot of visualization as well. And it, to me, it's very powerful, um, visualizing yourself overcoming the cancer. And, and maybe this sounds hokey to some people, but this is, this is really what's gotten me through. Um, every night I do a visualization of the cancer leaving my body through my legs down through my feet where I am stomping it into the ground and just reject. And I, and I speak to myself that I reject this disease. I don't even use the word cancer. I say, I reject this disease out of my body and I am filled with healthy, new, pure cells. And, uh, I do that at night and I do that every scan and I play gypsy every single scan. And I've had a lot of them. I don't even want to say how many PET scans I've had. <laughs> But um, gypsy's a part of all of them. I played gypsy going into my surgery, and it's a it's a very calming, positive, beautiful song in my life. And um, it, I would just say, if anybody, if everybody could choose a song that makes them feel that way and makes them feel hopeful and confident and loved and supported, I would find it and I would play it all the time. Well said. So. Well said. Well, Stacey, as we wrap up, uh, you know where I'm going to go because I ask this question yes. of everybody. So it's your turn. <laughs> it's your turn. If someone listening into our conversation, they themselves or someone they're caring for was recently diagnosed, what do you want them to know? My advice to a newly diagnosed patient is commit to the best health possible that you can achieve. And when, for me, when I found, I, I found out that I had cancer, I changed everything. I, no alcohol, no sugar, no dairy. It was hardcore. And I would say to a newly diagnosed patient to commit. And one of my quotes that I, I give when I speak is, you will never regret giving your best effort at anything. 
Uh, it's not like cancer or chemotherapy are going to say, we're going to stop going at you today. They're going to keep coming for you. So the most that you can do is to fully commit to going after them and, and be and achieving the best health status that you can to fight both the cancer and the chemo. Wonderful words of advice. Well, Stacy, I want to wish you continued years and years of NED. Uh, this has been a lot of fun. I'm glad to uh, meet you, and I put that in air quotes as well. Uh, this has been terrific, <laughs> and, uh, and just thank you and wishing you all the best. Oh, Lee, I can't thank you enough, and I'm, I'm honored to know you, and I just uh, I hate to be a part of this group with everybody, but I'm just, I'm just so glad to be here with so many extraordinary people. Thank you so much. You have a good night. It's time for Ask the Doctor, where your questions about colorectal cancer are answered by Dr. Laura Porter. Dr. Porter is the medical advisor and senior patient advocate for the Colon Cancer Alliance. Dr. Laura, how are you today? Thanks for joining Thank us. Thank you, Lee. Very good. And you? Doing well. So our question today is about finances. And this came from one of our listeners. And they said, I have insurance, but I'm still struggling financially. What resources are there available for me? Yeah, I, this is a, an issue that I think all of us who had cancer treatment have had to face. Um, Treatment for cancer can be very expensive, even with insurance. Uh, there are some programs out there, uh, each with a different requirement. I would say if you're in treatment and you're having trouble uh, paying like the copay, that first place to look would be on the pharmaceutical company's website. Many of them have a program called Copay Assist, uh, which could help you with the um, out-of-pocket costs. The Colon Cancer Alliance, we have uh, the Blue Hope Fund. That's given out to patients that are in treatment. And more information can be found on the website. Also, I would suggest calling our helpline, 877-422-2030, and speak with one of our patient navigators. They have a list of resources that you may be eligible for. Dr. Laura, thank you so much. Thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of the Colon Cancer Podcast presented by Coloplast. And thank you to our sponsors, Coloplast, H2ORS, and Exact Sciences for your support. The Colon Cancer Podcast is a proud sponsor of Genie's Blue Angels, providing financial support to those affected by colorectal cancer. Thanks for listening to the Colon Cancer Podcast, presented by Coloplast. Notes from this episode can be found on our website at thecoloncancerpodcast.com. To subscribe to the podcast, please visit thecoloncancerpodcast.com forward slash subscribe. If you or a loved one has a question about colon cancer, please visit the Colon Cancer Alliance website at ccalliance.org. Again, that's ccalliance.org. Thanks again for listening. Be well, everyone.